At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome to Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel with the uh, the huskiness of the night before upon my voice. Danny Burke alongside. Look at Dapper. Look at this combo, huh? We got like some plaid with a, is that a maroon button up? What's going on, buddy? Yeah, I guess we'll call it maroon. We'll go with that. Uh, I'm doing well, JBT. Happy to have you uh, back in the mix. I know you were slotted in a different spot last week. You know, you were talking about last night, uh, literally, as I popped up Twitter on my screen, I see your video poker hand that you had. So you didn't stay with the straight, huh? No. And then you ended up losing it? Yeah. So for those who didn't see it, you can go up on Twitter at me, JVT. You want to give me a follow, you know, expand my platform, make me more famous? Go ahead and do that. I will not give you Danny's handle. Um, It's Danny Burke 5. You got it. There we you go. See the number five too. By the way, I always want to specify not F I V E. Um, no, I had a I had a, a handed poker last night, and more. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm a few in. Let's see if this drums up some conversation, and it did <laughs> um, to the point where. Yeah. So do you guys know the David Sampson, like the former Miami Marlins like uh, executive who works for I think it's a uh, Levitard people out there. Like mm. he popped up in my mentions and corrected my grammar on the tweet. Like he didn't even respond <laughs> to the question. Like it started gaining some traction and I was getting stuff like that. So uh, regardless, it did drum up some conversation. And ultimately, because you know what? I go for it, Danny. Uh, I went for the Royal and it did not get it. So one day, maybe I will. One day, maybe I will. Um, with that, I have no idea how to transition. Uh, you know, it would be a Royal flush for me today if Virginia Tech covered this number. How about that? Hey. Uh, I have laid one and a half with Virginia Tech. They are taking on Virginia today. That is part of the early morning slate that you and I are going to be keeping track of throughout the day. We also have a pretty good Big East matchup to give you. So let's go through, as we usually do, some closing numbers real quick of some of these games that we do have uh, on deck. And uh, I laid one and a half. We had a late push here for Virginia Tech in this matchup. Again, we are underway. But this got pushed up to two in some spots. BetMGM closed one and a half with a total of 129 and a half. So, and this is one of those, people love these spots, Danny. The unranked home team favored over the ranked team on the road. So a lot of people would look at this and go, oh, Virginia on the road, they're the sixth best team in the country. Why in the world would they be underdogs? You got to bet that. It's a good indication of where the market is and how these teams are rated and and match up with one another. So I think I was with Tim Murray last night, and he gave me, I think it was 25 and 10 ATS, these ranked teams uh, going on the road and taking on unranked opponents and being underdogs. Those favored teams, the unranked teams, I think in the range of 25 and 10 ATS. So uh, interesting trend. We'll see if that goes forward. I also just kind of like the way this Virginia Tech, uh, Tech team plays basketball. Maybe gets to speed up this Virginia team a little bit. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. So for the, you know what? 
for the crew, as I usually do. We have a morning sweat going on here. Also, Kansas and Iowa State. Kansas up 3-2 early, 19-13 left to go there. Kansas closes as a one-and-a-half point favorite, 135-and-a-half. And uh, let's see, Rutgers is going to close as a four-and-a-half point favorite, total of 127. And then UConn and Georgetown, this is going to close 13-and-a-half, 147-and-a-half. You did not have anything in the early morning slate, correct? I did not have anything official, but there's usually one game that I'm keeping an eye on and looking to live bet. And for me, JBT, I think it's got to be this Kansas and Iowa State game. Iowa State's been a team that I I I faded them when they were playing at or pardon me, I bet on them when they were playing at Oklahoma State. They blew like a 10 point lead. They're leading by double digits at the half. And then last weekend, I took Mizzou against them and Mizzou routed them. Mm-hmm. And then this week, like I, I know they're a completely different team at home. But I still think the market's maybe a tad bit high on this Cyclones team. And I get that Kansas can go back and forth themselves because it was a narrow spread and because of the volatility we see from both teams, really. I'm going to wait for an in-game number and hope to get a better spot with Kansas. I, I lean toward the Jayhawks here, JBT. And look, Kansas already beat them earlier, and I get why that would maybe give you more confidence that Iowa State at home would capitalize the next time. I just think Kansas is the better team. So we'll see if we get that better number. But that's the only thing I'm seeking out in this uh, beginning slate for Saturday morning. Yeah, the uh, the matchup here, as it always is when you're talking about um, Iowa State and the way that they play basketball, is uh, whether or not, Iowa State can actually force some turnovers at a relatively high rate. Defensively, Iowa State in the country, the best team in the country in terms of defensive turnover rate, forcing turnovers on 26.8% of opponent possessions. They also lead the Big 12 at a 22.4%. So if you can force turnovers, and that's what Iowa State wants to do, and it's, I don't want to say they're relying on it, but it's a big part of what they do, and then get out in transition, it's going to be a big part of it. So we'll see if that is going to be the case. Also worth noting, uh, Iowa State, because they are such a, um, we'll call it aggressive team, Danny, uh, that tries tries to force a bunch of turnovers. They are one of the worst teams in terms of foul rate and getting opponents to the free throw line. So that's going to be something to watch as well. If Kansas State, or excuse me, Kansas, can get to the free throw line with regularity because this team's getting so aggressive. Because Kansas actually is not a really good free throw team in terms of getting to the line. I think they're like 250th in the country somewhere in that range. So this is going to be a fascinating game. And uh, Iowa State, as you mentioned, uh, in terms of a little bit of the revenge spot. So we'll see if that is going to be the case uh, in this matchup. And those are pretty popular angles too in college basketball, right? I think a lot of people do weigh those somewhat heavily when it comes to rematches and especially rematches back at home. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think a lot of times too, and we're going to see several examples of it this week. And I was going to eventually ask you about it, but I might as well. Now, what do you think of the spots where the look ahead situation? So for example, uh, who was it? It was Duke and North Carolina. And maybe this isn't as big a one as there are in other spots, but this is one of them. For example, So North Carolina lost their last game versus Pitt, and it could be a situation, right? It's one of those sandwich spots where I'm sure a lot of people liked Pitt because maybe they thought North Carolina was looking ahead to Duke. What do you think about after that, though? Like the team that has a look ahead, they lose that game because they're excited for the next opponent. Do you look to fade them again in that spot usually, or do you think it's a good bounce back opportunity? How do you evaluate that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've generally never thought of the after the look ahead, to be quite honest with you, right? I think, I mean, generally, I, what I always think about look ahead spots, Andy, is we call them look ahead spots, and then if it if it succeeds, right, like so if the team fails to cover or loses outright like North Carolina does, I think it's easy to go, see, told you, they were looking ahead, as opposed to looking at that game in North Carolina, and I think they had like an like a 73 or an 87% chance or like that, like win probability. They were up in that game before they blew it. And then, of course, ended up losing. So I, I, I think that North Carolina, given the spot that they're in in the ACC, uh, I don't think that they were looking past Pitt. I mean, they're not a dominant team by any stretch. Right sure. now, they're seven and four in conference play. I, I, but I think that they'll be pretty focused here against a, a pretty heated rival, right? Especially the way it's gone down over the last couple of years and going back to last year. Like this is a a very big, I think, game that they'll be perfectly ready for. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, too. The other side of the coin could be, well, you lost that game. You were getting ready for this one mentally, perhaps. You really got to be involved in this game. I mean, you got to be ready full force right out of the gates. And it's not like you need that extra motivation uh, going on the road against Duke. But I always think that's kind of fascinating to see how teams respond after what we would maybe classify as look ahead position. And I know there's a spot with that involving Purdue and Indiana later in the day as well that a lot of people are going to have their sights set on. Uh, Indiana. 
Indiana losing at Maryland before facing Purdue. And well, the market seems to be moving to Indiana in that game. So that's another example that uh, kind of fits that mold for today. Well, it's also too, I mean, look, Duke just hasn't really been a good team in terms of an ATS standpoint, right? They're one and seven uh, in their last eight against the number. Like this is, it's interesting because we can talk about look ahead spots, whatever it is. Duke has clearly been a team that's been overvalued by the betting market and by some projections mm-hmm. too. Like, like I, I think Ken Palm still has them. What is like the 26th best team in the country or something in that range? 28. Um, and given the results and how inconsistent this team has been, I think you can very much make the argument. Uh, I don't think they'd be near that, but this is, I think this game is obviously fascinating because of the obvious things that's going on, right? Narratives and mm-hmm. Duke and North Carolina, whatever it is. But I think it's fascinating from the matchups on the court. These are two pretty good rebounding teams for the most part. Uh, Duke comes in, though, as the better offensive rebounding team. They're great on the offensive glass. 38.2% in the uh, in the country. That is second in terms of offensive rebounding rate. And matching up with the UNC team that defensively on the glass is a top 20 team. So I know like it's funny. I like to talk about these kind of like on-court matchups. But these are the things that make differences in tight games where it's like three, three and a half, which this number is right now. I'm fascinated to see who wins that out because Duke, at least when they have performed pretty well, it has been second chance points in grabbing offensive rebounds because their offense as a whole has been somewhat inconsistent as they've gotten into conference play, just an offensive rating of 108.7, and they're dead last in terms of turnover rate. They're turning it over on 18.5% of their offensive possessions. Yeah, and you know, JBT, I actually did get involved in this game. This is one of the two spots that I did bet, and I did go with Duke, so I laid two in the hook when the number was still available, and I get that now it's at three in the hook, and if it's at three, I would still recommend playing it at that spot if you can find it with Duke. If not, if it's over three at that point, I'd probably wait for a better in-game number. Personally, I was considering even doing that instead of laying and trying to just get a money line price, assuming early on, since it was such a narrow spread to begin with, that if North Carolina was up like I don't know five to two maybe I'd get a better money line price on Duke but I think aside from what you're saying which I completely agree with the home and road splits are fairly apparent I mean Duke is yep. a lot better at home obviously 11 and 0 straight up this season it hasn't been pretty but they found a way and conversely for North Carolina they're one in five against the spread away from home themselves this year nothing really impressive away from their home floor so I think it is going to be a close kind of grinded out ugly game but in the end I think Duke has the advantages for a lot of the reasons that you just spoke with it's a great point too about the like the home thing because you do wonder if at some point like is the market because while they're 11 and 0 straight up they're five and six against the spread at home duke is so they're still showing a sense at least in the market to be somewhat overvalued and you wonder if at some point like is this it right is this the buy low spot for duke coming up at home you look at some of these numbers they've been laying at home against some opponents right they laid eight against wake forest uh what at the end of january duke is the last time we saw them but what four days ago or so uh we saw them against miami we were sweating that thing out or at least i was Mm -hmm. they were laying five and a half they won that game by two and failed to cover the pit game where they laid nine and won that game by i think eight so this is a pretty interesting spot just from the situations in which we've seen Duke. And to your point, they take care of business from a straight-up perspective, but the market still has overvalued this home court. And you wonder if at what point, you know, whatever you value home court at, especially for Duke at home, is this three-and-a-half telling you that these two teams are on equal footing? Or is this a little bit of a buy-low spot? Let's say you make four the home court number for Duke, and this is under that. So this is going to be pretty interesting to watch, of course, later today when we get to see it. All right, we'll take our break here. When we come back, we have plenty left to get to. We'll be sweating this thing out. We have plenty of other best bets to go through as well. We have some games to get to, too, later in the day. You mentioned Purdue and Indiana. And also, uh, we can hit some NBA stuff, right? I think we had some news yesterday when it comes to the association that might change some things, including awards markets that you might not think about. We'll have all that and more on Live Bet Saturday as we roll on here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. 
You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSAN experts got you covered. Become a VSAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSAN show hosts and guests. Get tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game and deep dive betting reports. VSAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today. Only $9.99 gets you part of the sports betting network. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, some score updates really quickly before we move on to some game previews. Iowa State up early, 9-5 uh, over Kansas right now. we got about, what are we looking at, 14 minutes left to go in the first half. And uh, Michigan State and Rutgers um, supposed to tip off at 9, but it looked like it got off to a little bit of a late start because they are just underway right now over in that Big Ten matchup. An early 4-3 uh, lead, excuse me, for Michigan State in that contest. Some other quick updates really Really fast, Danny. 11.47 left to go in the first. I am sweating out Virginia Tech minus one and a half. They have a 12-9 lead in that contest. And UConn-Georgetown. UConn on the road here laying a pretty big number, 15-9. to The score, 12.39 left to go in the first. And the last one we'll update here, UCF-Cincinnati. A early 10-8 lead, 12 minutes left to go in the first for UCF on the road against the Bearcats. Now all knotted up at 10 apiece. So, you're the Big Ten guy. You mentioned it. Let's go there. I know uh, Elliot's very excited. Purdue on the road against Indiana. For those who don't know, Elliot uh, was uh, what? What's the stat again? First kid to not, first male to not attend Purdue since 1702. Right, seventeen oh two. I think it was the uh, the thing. I don't know when was Purdue. Somewhere around, yeah, there. somewhere around there. Um, what a trend! I got to start that with my kids, by the way. Right, like I don't know what it would be, but we got to start like a Von Tobel trend. Um, last of my name, by the way. Apparently, no pressure at all. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this to my children. Now I've passed on the name. Um, what do you think about Purdue and Indiana? Where are you at with this Indiana club? Because I have had. I think some difficulty engaging what Indiana is because they had that bump in the road, right? Uh, health had a lot to do with it. But since they've been playing a little bit more consistently, went on the road, lost outright to Maryland, that snapped that nifty little five-game winning streak that they were on. They've been much better at home this season. Uh, what do you make of this spot for Purdue uh, catching you know one and a half, two, with a total of 139 and a half on the road? Yeah, I, I took the point in the hook with Purdue here, and I realized that that's probably going to be more of the square public side. But it's one of those things like, you know what, if Indiana goes out there and wins, so be it, prove me wrong. But I'm going to go with what is considered by a lot of people, arguably the top team in the country, the top player in Zach Eady, a guy who clearly has improved in many facets in his game that he can capitalize on consistently this season as opposed to last and look, Purdue's not fantastic against a number on the road. They're two, three, and one ATS. And Indiana's certainly a different beast when they're playing at home, 11 and one straight up, uh, eight and four against the spread. Uh, Haslam metrics, you know, we have Eric Haslam mm -hmm. on the show a lot of times, but he has Purdue as the number one offensive efficiency in the country. 57th is Indiana defensively, JBT. And then conversely, he's got Purdue 19th defensively, IU 21st offensively. So look, again, it's a rivalry game. Indiana kind of had that look ahead spot too when they were at Maryland. They lost. They saw Purdue in their sights. 
I want to look and see how they bounce back here. I mean, Purdue's going to be ready to go. I don't think they're going to be just waltzing in here being complacent. They realize that this has the in-state rivalry factor and that Indiana and basically every team is coming for blood. So I'm banking on the fact that this isn't just going to be a sit back and Purdue's like, ah, you know, they got the better of us. So be it, whatever, we'll move on. Like, no, I think Purdue's going to come in here ticked off and with something to prove. And you're giving me a point and a half. It's not that much, but I'll take it. I'll bank on Purdue being the better team in this spot, JVT. I'm always fascinated by these games, excuse me, because I like the matchup and the concept of, like tempo, right? And who's going to win out? Because you have a Purdue team that, since they have started in conference play, has started to play even slower, right? In in terms of tempo, 330th in the country, 63.6 about their possessions per game. They're at 62.3 in Big Ten play. So they've gotten a lot slower since they started conference play. Uh, meanwhile, in, in the Big Ten, this is just what you're going to generally see. Indiana's gotten slower yeah. too, but you're still talking about second fastest team in the Big Ten, 67.6 in terms of the possessions per game against Big Ten opponents. And I, I, I always like these, right? Because who gets to win out? Is Indiana going to force Purdue to get a little bit quicker here? And I would think that's what you want to do, right? I mean, you're already a bit of a quicker team. You're a little bit of a size disadvantage. I would assume that Indiana's game plan and what they're going to try to enact here is an up-and-down game and try to get the big guy moving back and forth, right, and actually try to play your game. I'm fascinated by these sort of styles. I I didn't have anything here. I leaned toward Indiana because I felt like there was a matchup that they could exploit. But here's the thing. You know, you got to be able to play defense, right? you got to be able to force those steals, get out and run. They're not really a great turnover team. Indiana is defensively for the season, uh, and they're second to last in defensive turnover rate uh, in the conference, and they turn it over a lot themselves on offense. One of the things that we've talked about a lot so from a matchup standpoint, like I'm fascinated to see what wins out, right? Slow and plotting it a little bit more physical and like what they want to do or Indiana in the ability to get up and down the floor and win out. Uh, projection wise, it's interesting to always see these differences, right? Um, some spots like Ken Palm and others have this projected as a two point win for Purdue and yet the market here at Indiana minus one and a half. So a very, very fascinating. I would also say too, Danny, like with a tight number like this. You'll probably get an opportunity either way in game, right? To find something that you like here on either side and maybe find, you know, small plus price or because right now it's like what minus 105 on the money line for Purdue, small plus price on Purdue at some point, small plus price on Indiana at some point. More than likely, I would assume you're going to get that. For sure. And to your point, exactly what you're saying, based on what tempo we may see from Indiana, a team that probably is going in there more so with the chip on their shoulder, despite them being a favorite, their mentality is going to be having the underdog mentality. They may try to do run and gun immediately, put the pressure on and you can go, all right. Is Purdue responding accordingly or are they kind of getting flustered by it? And you can correlate that with how the betting market is perceiving it and looking for a better number. So exactly what you're saying, just have those preconceived thoughts of if this happens, I'm going to look to take advantage of it if the book shows me that. So this is a prime example of it that you see in college basketball all the time. And even in football, for example, I mean, you know, you can say the same thing with the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and Eagles having a narrow spread. That's what I was saying last week with the Chiefs and Bengals. When it was coming down to a narrow spread, I was able to get Cincinnati catching seven in the hook in game. Like you don't have to force the bet just to get involved before it starts. Chances are the in game number is going to be really sporadic based on a little bit of a run. And then you can look to jump in on it at some point throughout the time that the game is played. So speaking of that kind of a matchup, let's go to late night here. This is going to be freaking awesome. Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Uh, Gonzaga is you know, a team that we have discussed quite a bit. They are a squad that the market has been a little bit too high on from a uh, numbers and a rating standpoint. They're 8-14 and 14 ATS. However, uh, you are starting to see, uh, one, some better play from the Zags, and two, the market is starting to adjust a little bit here, right? Uh, laying, only, for example, 13.5 last week against Portland. They go ahead on the road. They take care of business. They win that one 82-67. They come back at home, take care of a quality Santa Clara program as a 13-point favorite at home, win and cover that one 88-70. So now they hit the road, and they get to take on St. Mary's here. This is going to be freaking awesome because again this is a contrasting set of styles gonzaga is a very fast team they come into this game 41st in the country in terms of tempo they i think they still lead no they're third right now in the west coast conference in tempo by the way west coast conference is kind of a a fast conference overall gonzaga's third in terms of tempo but they're still over 72 possessions per game so like this is a, a conference that likes to get up and down the floor 
St. Mary's is not, though. St. Mary's is very deliberate, very plotting. They are freaking awesome on the defensive end of the floor. A defensive rating for the season of 89.8 and in conference 88.5. That is an astounding defensive rating for a team this deep into the season. I cannot wait to watch this, and I do think the market's got this right. I like three and a half with St. Mary's. Uh, I think that this is a really good St. Mary's team that is going to come out here and be able to really slow down this Gonzaga squad. I'm with you. I like St. Mary's in this game. I haven't bet a pre-flop, and I probably won't. Again, for all the reasons we were just stating earlier, I'm looking to get a better in-game spot with St. Mary's. But if you're looking at all the metrics, and especially just defensively, as you already alluded to with St. Mary's, that should be the biggest advantage. And they're going to play the style of game that they want to play. Gonzaga can get up and down every now and then against them, sure. But I think overwhelmingly, St. Mary's will have that slower tempo advantage and make Gonzaga come down to their speed for a majority of this game. And also, Gonzaga, we talk about the market over-evaluating teams and everything. And look, I get that the Bulldogs are catching points right now, but what they're like 1-5 in five ATS on the road this year, too. And I realize some people may not care as much about home and road splits and ATS numbers like that. But when it's a close matchup like this and some of the others that we've already looked into, I try to nitpick every single category and especially those home and road splits when it's such a monumental matchup such as this one. So if you're looking for any advantage to go toward the side of St. Mary's, I think that's one that can be additional thing to consider. But yeah, I think you're on the right side. I'm just going to be a little bit greedy and hope I can get a better number on St. Mary's throughout the points in this game. Yeah, one of my favorite stats here for St. Mary's, um, opponent assist rate against St. Mary's, 35.3%. That's second best in the country. So in other words, um, their health defense is tremendous. They don't allow a lot of catch-and-shoot opportunities. They will run you off the line. This is a really sound defensive team. And against a a solid ball movement club like Gonzaga, it's going to be fascinating to watch them play it out. Uh, all right, when we come back, we have a little bit on the NBA. I get I would love to get Danny's thoughts on everybody's favorite player, Kyrie Irving, and uh, what his trade demand means for the betting market. There's some things that ripple effects from there. We also have a couple of big games coming up later today in the association. We can discuss here on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, do you have any questions about betting on the Super Bowl? If you're wondering about, I don't know, do you have like a futures ticket, how to hedge off of that thing, or maybe you're looking for insights on unusual props or whatever it is that you're looking for help, VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. This is one of my favorite things that we do. It's actually a really good feature if you want to check it out. Uh, submit your questions, vsin.com slash help desk, and it's going to be, uh, could be, I should say, could be. It will be answered by our experts on air or on vcin.com. Adam Burke does a great job with this uh, throughout some of the big events in the sports calendar. We've done this a couple of times now, gotten a lot of great feedback. Definitely worth it if you have any questions. Burke is awesome. Um, I mean, both of our Burks are awesome. Um, no relation to Adam Burke, huh? Even though you guys spell it the exact same way and are from the Midwest. I mean, if you go far enough down, there's got to be some relation. Yeah, some lineage there at some uh, at some point. But yeah, last week, you know, we we had our bit. The long lost stepbrothers had the sweater vest going, so uh, we're we're pseudo related at the very worst. Wait, so. hold on, hold on. So that's why he was wearing that ridiculous sweater vest. <laughs> yeah, did you not see us before you went on? Well, so I didn't see you. I saw him, <laughs> oh, and okay, I'm not okay. gonna lie. I walked by, and I'm like, why is Adam wearing that horrendous vest? Now it makes sense. So you were doing the stepbrothers bit. Yeah, so okay. we both had the sweater, but I'm just cracking up imagining you just trying to subtly be, like, polite about it, not mention something. But, yeah, that's why we were both wearing it last week. Okay, all right. I see the picture. I like it. <laughs> that, that, look, I, I like bits. I don't know if you know this. I'm not a very serious person, so I like the bit, and I enjoy things like this. I will say the internal thoughts I had about Adam looking ridiculous, I now feel very guilty about because now I understand why he was wearing a ridiculous. All right, what's the, what's the, is it Argyle, right? That's the pattern or whatever it is. Is that the uh, thing? We're, is that the term for that kind of a vest? <laughs> yeah, that you know, you know more than I do about it, apparently. So, yeah, I'll go with that. But uh, yeah, it was it was in the works for quite some time. We always had that graphic up. 
And then once we knew we were hosting it again, Adam's like, let's pull the trigger on these vests, baby. Let's wow. do it to the full the full extent. And we did it. And uh, yeah, it was a good old time. It was good. It was good. Argyle is it, by the way. I was right. I'm a fashion <laughs> maven, go. so I know nice. these things. Uh, okay, some score updates really quickly because I want to get your thoughts. So uh, I never want to put words in your mouth, and my mind is mush at times. You did say that you thought Kansas was a little bit of a better team, right? That you at one point wanted to get involved here? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my original thoughts. Where are yeah. you at right now? Is this is there a point right now? It's twenty to fifteen. We got what seven oh eight left to go in the first. Are you going to wait till halftime, or do you think that this is an opportunity, uh, maybe at some point soon, to go in and bet Kansas here? Yeah, I mean Iowa State has had the lead for I think the majority of the game, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. I haven't been watching it religiously right now, but just kind of looking at the odd screen now, twenty to eighteen. Mm-hmm. It, so I might wait a little bit longer, JBT. I, I think I'm gonna. Just give it a couple more minutes, see if Iowa State can extend that lead. But I don't want to push it too far because I don't want it being tied into the half and then still having to wait and having to wait and having to wait because I think Iowa State can do it again where they get up to a little bit of a lead and they're giving you some sizable plus money when they were just even down five, like you were just saying. It was at like plus 150 or plus 160. So uh, I'm hoping Iowa State can get up to about a five or more point lead before the half. And then I'll probably look to jump in and look, even maybe on the spread. I mean, early I saw it was like four in the hook. So again, I'm being a little bit greedy here, knowing that it's a game of runs. You never know how long that lead is going to be sustained. But if it gets to like over three, if I'm getting three in the hook or better, I'll take the spread. But if it's three or lower and I'm getting a little bit of plus money, that's pretty attractive. I'll probably just go with the outright at that point. Yeah, and some uh, some numbers for this game too, by the way. Kansas shooting 36.8% from the floor. They are four of 11 from three-point range. And uh, in terms of turnovers, right, that was something we were going to monitor in this game. They've already turned it over five times. So that is something that has helped out Iowa State here, uh, who is shooting 45% from the floor, but only one of seven from three-point range. So Jayhawks shooting a little bit better, but giving some free possessions away. A quick update, too. uh, Virginia Tech turns the ball over here against Virginia. It is a 26-21 lead. Make it 26-23 with 3.57 left to go in the first. Virginia Tech had a sizable lead. I think it was about eight was the highest that I saw it. Uh, but Virginia, I don't know if you know this, Danny, pretty good defensive team. And uh, when they have gotten into these half-court sets, they have been uh, really hounding Virginia Tech. So an early 26-23 lead, 3.42 left to go in the first. And we'll see if uh, Virginia Tech can maintain this as you get a basket at the rim here. So this is going to be now 28-23, 3.35 left to go. Big difference, though, Virginia shooting 36.4% from the floor. Uh, Virginia Tech making the most of their opportunities when they get them. 10-22 from the floor, 45.5% overall in terms of their field goal percentage. So, uh, other scores really quickly. UConn up 27-24, 4.43 left to go in the first half there. And um, I should say, their opponent, Georgetown. And also, in our other matchups that we're keeping track of over in the Big Ten, in uh, Rutgers in Michigan State, 11-10, 7.49 left to go in the first half. So, NBA, your general thoughts, my friend, because we do have a couple of games that we can discuss. We have a lot of injury questions. Um, the, the, the injury situation in the NBA is pretty wild. Like It does seem like on a day-to-day basis. There are, like LeBron, for example, who's going to play potentially later today, uh, has been listed as questionable for every game for like the last month. And it leaves you with some question as to whether or not he's going to play almost every single night. Uh, we do have, of course, popping up Russell Westbrook with a non-COVID illness uh, today. Pelicans right now, one and a half point favorite, total of 232 and a half. So some injury question marks here. Uh, I always write about this on the daily columns. Like it, when you have situations like this, Danny, uh, when it comes to questionable status for multiple guys, you just want to wait. You're willing to eat like a point or two in terms of the number for um, validation that these guys are going to be out there, or confirmation, I should say, wrong word, yeah, confirmation that these, is, uh, these guys are going to be out there on the floor. But we bring up the Lakers because they are at the top of the list for the team that could acquire Kyrie Irving that would probably involve Russell Westbrook if that is going to be the case. We get multiple reports um, that Kyrie Irving could be moved here pretty soon. I think it was Sam Amick and others who have come out and reported that this thing's going to move quickly. Trade deadline is on Thursday, so they do have to move relatively quickly. Um, but your thoughts as somebody who... Like, yeah, I think what you watch the NBA from afar, and I think this is about the time where you start yeah. to pick it up. Your thoughts on Kyrie Irving demanding a trade less than a week away from the trade deadline? Well, selfishly, I'm a tad bit salty because I took the Nets when the whole offseason debacle was going mm-hmm. on. I think I got them like 28 to 1 to win the championship. Okay. 
And as you know, I mean, they were playing very efficient when Kevin Durant was in the mix and defensively, they really seemed to improve. But since KD went out, then, you know, very volatile, very sporadic. And now Kyrie Irving just doing Kyrie Irving shenanigans once again, it seems. But I guess if he's looking at it from the standpoint of I don't just want to be stuck in purgatory potentially here and Kevin Durant's not going to be coming back soon enough. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you do whatever you want to do at that point, but it, it, it stinks from because I know a lot of people, I think like even Will Hill had like the Nets at 40 to one. So I know mm -hmm. a lot of people were trying to jump in on that. But from the Lakers standpoint, I mean, sure, it's it's LeBron's decision ultimately, right? It's whatever he feels comfortable with. And it seems like Kyrie's and LeBron's relationship has gotten back on the right note after that was going back and forth. But if you're the Nets, like, and you can speak more to this, do you want to take on Russell Westbrook and whatever else are offering you? Because what was the package? It'd have to be that and some high draft pick, and then it was one other player potentially Bo too, right? Bobby Marks, ESPN, his deal, and for those who don't know, Bobby Marks used to work for the Nets front office. He was the general manager there when they uh, they did the whole massive trade for all the Celtic stars or aging stars. Mm. Uh, the package that he said would be offered would be Lonnie Walker, Russell Westbrook, and one of the first-round picks that we always talk about, or like 2027 or 2029, whatever it is. Um, but I will say this, Danny. Russell Westbrook is on an expiring deal, so you just have to have him for the rest of the year, and that's about it. Okay. Uh, Lonnie Walker is like Lonnie Walker. That's fine. Um, and the first-round pick in 2027, who knows where the Lakers are at? Like, It might not be the worst pick in the world if you actually can get your hands on it. Yeah. I guess if you're just the Nets, you got to ask yourself, like, what's your end goal at the end of this year in terms of what pieces you want to return, right? I mean, right. you know, without – what's the timetable for Durant to come back? Do you know that off the top of your head? I think uh, the, the thought was that they were he could have come back before the All Star break, which is coming up. But I think uh, that like the the one thought is that they're probably just going to hold him out until after the All Star break. Like, but he should be back pretty quickly, if not first game back after the All Star break. Yeah. Okay. Well, so at that point, then still obviously you're competing in a playoff chance yeah. or a playoff race there for the Brooklyn Nets, and maybe you'd want a little bit more depth. And I, I get that Russell Westbrook can be an impact player, but you already saw him takes so long to really get acclimated into this Lakers offense. And finally, this season, he's getting a little bit more of a groove. I, I don't know how that relationship is going to turn out with Westbrook and Kevin Durant once again, but I just feel like it's going to be more and more drama in terms of Kevin Durant going on his burner accounts, doing whatever on Twitter. And I, I don't know, man, who knows? I, it's just a tough situation for Brooklyn because it did seem like they were getting in a nice groove and especially on the horizon with Kevin Durant coming back in the mix relatively soon. You'd maybe think they could link it all together once again, but uh, Kyrie Irving had to step in the middle of that. But I don't know, man, what, what are you thinking at the end of the day with all this? I'm pretty sure Irving gets traded reading some of these reports. It also opens the door. Uh, people are calling the Brooklyn Nets, but as has been reported, there not a lot of them are calling about um, Kyrie. They're calling about KD because if they mm. trade Kyrie, this opens the door back up to acquire Kevin Durant. And there's a lot of sure. teams with a lot of draft picks who can offer quite a bit of stuff for a Kevin Durant. And the big difference here, Danny, from the offseason is that now these teams have seen their team, right? So like if you're the Grizzlies, for example, you have control of, I think, every single one of your draft picks for the most part. You have young talent. And you're a pretty dominant, you're like a really good wing player away from being like a dominant force in the Western Conference. Kevin Durant's a pretty good wing player. Last time I checked, who could score with the best of them. Might be pretty good. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. So uh, we do have a lot of NBA games, a lot of injury questions. We can get to those a little bit later in the program. Michael Calabrese is going to join us next. Talk a little college basketball with him, the college basketball analyst, betting analyst over at the Action Network. Throw his thoughts out around on the uh, biggest games in college hoops later today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. 
Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead, I don't know, take your favorite NBA star to go big, or take your least favorite NBA star to go under. Huh? Home team to cover, road team to cover, the under and points, opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back in bonus bets if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Gotta be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Awards issued is not withdrawable for bonus bets. Bonus bets expire. Seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right, we welcome in Michael Calabrese. Nice enough to give us some time today. College basketball betting analyst. A lot of bees there uh, in the action, over at the Action Network. Michael, it's always good to talk to you. Uh, let's start with one of the big games later tonight because we were talking about this, and I know you have thoughts on it. Uh, I wanted to go to the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga on the road against St. Mary's, a St. Mary's team that I've been blown away with how they're playing defensively. To have a defensive rating still under 90 at this point of the season is really incredible. And now they get to match up with the Zags, who have been a pretty overvalued team for the most part this season. How do you see this playing out? Yeah, I think when you pair their pace, because contrast really makes fights, and in this case, Gonzaga wants to speed you up. St. Mary's is happy to play at that snail's pace, 350th nationally. When you pair it with their defense, 11th and two-point percentage defense in the country and fourth in terms of, you know, uh, forcing teams to basically play solo basketball because they only give up the fourth fewest amount of assists to made baskets in the entire country. And what that's going to translate to is a half court game that's slow, that really makes it difficult for Gonzaga to get into their transition and running game. Additionally, the Gales just don't turn the ball over. So there's not going to be a lot of those easy looks. And you mentioned it right off the top. Gonzaga is just not the same killer they've been in the WCC really for the last 20 years. They've already played tough road games at San Francisco, Santa Clara, BYU. I think this game is finally the breakthrough moment for the Gales. So I don't mind laying the three and a half in this spot. Danny, I wanted to follow up real quick. Michael, when you're looking at matchups like that, when you have contrasting styles, do you often think that like, is there one style, right? The quick team versus a slow team. Is there one that generally wins out or is it matchup dependent? Cause we have a similar ish one in Indiana Purdue later today. And I'm curious when you get those contrasting styles, generally, how do you think they play out or is it different on a case to case? I think it's different on a case to case, but I do like to see how those teams play at home. And yeah. you mentioned Indiana, Purdue, Indiana, fifth nationally in shooting percentage, but second nationally at home. So the the home court advantage in Bloomington cannot be overstated in that particular game. The energy they're going to be able to get from the crowd and to be able to pull Purdue out of their half court game in the game they prefer to play, which obviously is beating ED in the post. I, I think Indiana is properly priced in this spot, actually being the favorite over the number one team in the country. And I did want to bring something up to you guys. I feel like we're right on the cusp of having a 2007 college football kind of season in college hoops. Eight times already this year, the AP number two team has lost and twice they've lost to unranked opponents. So I think mm -hmm. it's just more craziness like that's going to be on top on tap at the top of the AP poll. 
Michael, let's move to the Big East, a game you seem to have some interest in with the Blue Jays of Creighton here at home. They've been a hot team as of late, taking on Villanova. And look, Creighton's a sizable favorite into the double digits, about 10, 10 and a half in some spots. Do you think that maybe it's a good buy low spot on Villanova here, or is Creighton deserving of being that big of a favorite in this spot? Getting more back is huge for Villanova, but coming off of an Achilles injury, he's still shaking off rust, and he really needs to contribute for them to have any punch offensively. So it's still, a, a, you know, essentially a hold on any Villanova stock for me right now. But this matchup in particular is really a study in home court advantage. When you look at the last four meetings, whoever the home team has been, whether it's been played in Omaha or in the main line outside of Philadelphia, the home team has just absolutely beat the brakes off of the opposing team. You saw it last year. Creighton lost by 34 to Villanova the year before. For that, Nova goes out to Omaha. They lose by 20. I see something similar breaking out here for a Villanova team that in their first year post Jay Wright have just not been able to put it together consistently on the defensive end. And that's going to be an issue against a Creighton team now that Kalkbrenner is healthy. They're somebody who can really feed the post, get a lot of easy looks. They're up to 35th in shooting efficiency and 35th in overall offensive efficiency. I see them boat racing the Wildcats in this one. I'd actually play it up to minus 13. Well, I like it. All right. Let's go to the uh, the ACC then. North Carolina and Duke. Duke about a three-and-a-half-point favorite here against the Tar Heels. Uh, we have talked about this, right? Duke, from a straight-up perspective, playing well at home, uh, but from an ACS standpoint, still kind of struggling in that regard. How do you think this plays out here for the Blue Devils against North Carolina? I'm going to go ahead and take the points here. This is a bit on faith because when you look at the metrics, North Carolina coming off that one-point loss against Pitt where they kind of folded down the stretch, they just haven't put it together this year. But with so many similar pieces to the national runner-up run that they made last year, you have to believe that a game of this magnitude is going to bring out the best in love in Baycott, and they're going to be able to you know, rise to the occasion. Although I would prefer to play the over in this one, and it really comes down to North Carolina's transition defense. They're close to 350th nationally in slowing down transition hoops. And I think what's going to happen is Roach and the Blue Devils are going to play a little bit faster and get some easier buckets in that regard. One other element from a live perspective to keep an eye on, Duke has just not been able to win and really be competitive unless Filipowski is playing at his best. When you look at some of the games that they've lost recently, nine points in a loss to Wake from Filipowski, 14 in the loss against NC State, and he fouls out against Clemson on the road, they lose outright. So if he's to get into foul trouble early, I think that's a hammer spot for North Carolina Moneyline. A game that I think is really fascinating today, Michael, is this Kansas State and Texas showdown. And, well, we already saw Kansas State take care of business against Texas earlier in a very high-scoring matchup. And now we see it flip to Texas being just a point favorite. I feel like metrically they match up very well. Again, the market seeming to slightly favor the Longhorns here. Uh, What side do you lean toward in this matchup? I'm going to go ahead with the non-public team, which continues to be Kansas State. Obviously, Texas has a sexier name brands. Uh, you know, they've they've had an opportunity to have some marquee wins already on the season. But I still think K-State's underrated, particularly when they play at the Octagon of Doom. So the fact that you're getting plus money on the money line or the plus one and a half for a team that absolutely crushed the Longhorns on the offensive end in their last meeting on the 40 acres, I'm going to go ahead with the Wildcats here in what is turning out to just be the absolute best conference in college basketball. The fact that K-State is now up to 6-3 and three in the Big 12, that's a huge testament to them being battle-tested and being able to hang, you know, even in their losses, a four-point loss against Iowa State. That's a quality loss, quote-unquote, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yes, they did lose, you know, at Fog Allen, but that's after beating Kansas in overtime earlier in the season. So there's not too many blemishes on their record. Where Texas, for me, I still worry a little bit about their guard play. Marcus Carr can kind of get into heat check mode and take over a little too much offensively. And when he does, they're just too high high variance for me, particularly to play in a game like this. Uh, I want to go back to the ACC, <clears throat> excuse me, and go to uh, Clemson-Miami. Uh, this is interesting from a scheduling spot. This is a fourth road game in five contests uh, for Miami. So they've been pretty, they've been hitting the road, right? Duke, Florida State, Pitt, all consecutive away games, came back home to beat Virginia Tech. Now they go back out to play Clemson. So from a scheduling standpoint, does that matter to you at all? And Clemson right now, market's moving ever so slightly in their direction. We're talking about now one and a half, uh, the consensus number and moving in favor of Clemson with a total of 147. Yeah, I still like Miami overall on the ACC. I agree that it's been a bit of a slog from a scheduling perspective, but what they have on the perimeter with Wong and Omir on the inside, I think this is an opportunity to break through against a Clemson team that's been very, very good at home. I don't want to undersell that at all. 
so it's probably a stay away for me in this spot. Although I do think if you're interested in Miami here, you may as well take a look at some of their futures to win the ACC outright because they're right on the cusp of kind of breaking through and taking over in the ACC. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the Canes, I do feel like they have the offensive balance inside and outside to win on the road. Clemson's one of those teams that uh, has been a bit Jekyll and Hyde in terms of their home away splits. So I do have respect for them, you know, playing playing in South Carolina. Michael, we got about 30 to 45 seconds left. Any other game that's on your radar that we haven't discussed yet? Well, of course, this is the time of year when I love to go to the bottom of the board because I, I do think that the the average gambler and some of that casual money that flows in can overlook some of the mid-majors and what they're doing on a week-to-week basis. And the biggest thing at this time of year is know your personnel. Chattanooga has not been the same since Jake Stevens, their transfer, injured his hand. He's out indefinitely, and they're pretty much in free fall without him. So I'm going to go ahead and play Western Carolina there. Vontarius Woolbright, not only a great name, a stat sheet stuffer. I think he's going to have a huge one here, and I could see Western winning by about 10 points in this game. If they had played two weeks ago when Stevens was healthy, this is probably Chattanooga minus six, minus seven. That's how influential he was as one of the best big men in all of mid-major college basketball. Follow him on Twitter at East Breeze, Michael Calabrese, college basketball betting analyst over at the Action Network. Michael, always good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. You got it. At East Breeze up on Twitter as well, B-R-E-S-E. You want to give him a follow there. All right, we'll take our break. Uh, Second hour of Live Bet Saturday on the way. We have some score updates. So there's probably out here at Circa, Danny, like a contingent of, I'd say, like like six guys that are just going wild. Iowa State pulling away uh, right before halftime against Kansas. So we'll give you an update there where we're at in that Big 12 battle and the other games that are currently underway in college basketball and the ones that are about to tip off as well. Don't go anywhere. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.